Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I'm Shad, here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you? Uh, doing good, Shad. I'm doing good. I'm happy to hear it, and we want to say thank you, everybody out there, for joining us for this episode. We'll get our shout-outs taken care of right here at the beginning. The first one's going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code for Corners Podcast. That is... The number four, capital C in corners, capital P in podcast, no spaces, and save 10% off your order. Our other shout-out goes over to Matt. Uh, that would be to Orlando Cologne. You know, uh, Sh- uh, Shad, I, I, heard, I heard that Orlando Cologne could beat Ghosts and Goblins with one hand tied behind his back. Wow. That, Did it with one hand. That, that sounds both impossible and like a segue. Are we are we talking the arcade <laughs> game or the NES game? Because I remember play. There used to be a convenience store close to my parents' house that had a Ghosts and Goblins machine, and I don't think I ever even made it to the first ladder on a quarter. I, I don't know how they would have had that machine in this place without someone putting a brick through it. So I actually I wasn't aware that they actually had. Uh, an actual like arcade game. It started. I only played game. the. Oh, I only played the NES version. If you hmm. get like the Capcom collection for, I played it on my Vita, but I think it's, it started as a PS3 game. No, it might have been a PSP game. It's on there as the arcade game. Hmm. It's still as it's still hard though. I I but that's that's kind of my reference for it. I know. I've played the NES game. I watched AVGN like work his way through it. And you have to I think what the real kick in the butt with that game is is you have to play it twice to truly beat it, which is just yeah. fantastic. That's 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 seriously dirty pool. And the the so, Super Nintendo game is rough too. Yeah. Yeah. So just for everybody, for some uh background for you, this week, um you know, we we thought we'd look back at some at some uh, maybe some dragons we never got to slay when we were younger. We are looking back at what is now referred to as Nintendo Hard, and that's not we're not referring to some weird Rule Thirty Four. We're referring to <laughs> we're referring to games that you've played. <laughs> I'm sad that I got that reference. <laughs> We're referring to games that we've played that were just god awful tough for reasons that a myriad of reasons they could be just just for for kicks. I'll, I'll give you 
a few things that might cause it. Um, no or no or very, very few checkpoints or save points. Um, I feel like just that piles though, of enemy. That's like I. I've got to say, like, not this is not a defense of it because I think that is true, but that's like a quality of life thing that has kind of come about with games expecting more of your time and understanding, like, hey, you're not a child sitting down and playing for two to four hours. Um, well, I, I'm what I, I'm just given a list of, of oh, things I know. that I was might just qualify. Re- I was just kind of commenting on the change in like the mentality of games since then. Okay. Um. The your your character being a one hit point wonder, uh, you die from anything. There's no difficulty adjustment. Um, if you do die and come back, you lose any upgrades you might have gathered. Um, now, in fairness, in um, I think in second edition D and D, a kitten could one shot a wizard if they if you they do that. critted on them. You could do that in 3.5. Oh, in 3.5, still... a first-level wizard <clears throat> was a first-level hit die was 1d4. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, wizards, depending on how you did stats, would not have a positive constitution modifier. So it's just four hit points that you have. If a kitten <laughs> rolls a crit, then that means that the kitten gets to roll 2d4 damage. Therefore, that fluffy little kitten that you picked up that only scratched you because it's scared apparently is going to rip out your femoral artery on this wizard, and that's all she wrote. If, you, if you're uh, playing a 3.5 wizard, your second best stat should be your con. It should. Um, well, there's just so many different saves you've got. Anyway. <clears throat> was a sorcerer a d4 too, or are they a d6? I think they were also a D4. Uh, I could lean over here and get my PHB, but that's not really. I know we could do a whole because that's going to yeah. turn into a whole episode because we could. Yeah. We could talk oh, forever about. I could go three. I could go three point five for hours. Uh, other things that would happen: things not being clear, like what your objectives are, what you're supposed to do, uh, garbage controls. So. Um, which the garbage controls have gone from being like, oh, it's limitations of the system to if you get them in more recent games, it's just like, oh, well, you, you just made the controls bad to make ramp up what TV tropes called fake difficulty. I think um, it's not actually hard. It's just that you have actually put stumbling blocks in the way to make it like that. I think the original Resident Evil games like one and two were super guilty of this because they had tank <laughs> controls and yeah. um, they, oh. they justified that as it being scary. And it's like, no, it's just stressful because it's impossible to control your character. Because I don't remember the first one because I, I haven't played that in a long time. But I remember in two, you had to hold a button to put your gun up. Yes. that hmm. I mean, heck, that was even in four. Is that you, um, Leon had a button you would press in order to draw his gun. And then another one you have to fire. Well, um if you played Resident Evil 4 on the Wii, then you hold up the the controller, and the button to hold up your gun is the trigger, the one you expect to be using to shoot. <laughs> and there's not, it's not easy to look around, even even at that point. 
it wasn't easy to like look around for stuff. You just turn so slowly. It's like, yeah, you know what? No, it, it's it wouldn't it wouldn't even that it would be creepy. I would just be so annoyed with the controls. I wouldn't play it. I think the remake fixed that. Uh, the one that was on Steam sure didn't. I right. bought it. I played it for five minutes and I went, this is exactly the problem I remember. So I refunded it. Oh, OK. All right. Have so either, have either of you played like the new the newest ones? They, they got weird around five, I think. Like they started going in this weird like direction with it, and I really kind of like the small town horror aspects of it. There's one I really didn't care for, and I, I've, I've, I've played, I played the remake of two, mm-hmm. and I didn't care much for three, and I heard the remake wasn't as good. So, um, and one is just like a t- completely like masochistic experience because it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. The recent Seven and The Village, I think. Yeah, I heard good things about The Village. I I just bought Resident Evil 7, which is the the one before Village. Yeah. Uh, I got it like like $20. It's it's kind of like one of the greatest hits now, so you can get it for $20. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of want to play through it and see how it is. This... This was I, I didn't even realize this. I'm like I'm uh, guys. I'm like ten years behind on video <laughs> games, but I didn't realize that that this one and and also Resident Evil Eight are basically first person games. Yeah, which yeah. I like because I actually love first person shooters and first person games. So um, I'm excited. I I have heard a lot of good things about Resident Evil uh, Eight Village. I've seen a lot of clips online. It seems really good. So uh, I, I didn't know if you guys have played it, though, to see. I actually kind of came to prefer the Dead Rising games just because they were so weird and you could make like the weird weapons just to mow down legions of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to like those games a little more for the kind of absurdities that could happen. Uh, I don't know. It, it's if what you're making is going to be a... Um, no, that's that's really even beside the point. We won't worry about it. Um, I've seen good things about the village too, but it's it's I don't know, just not my genre. So let's see here. We were, I think we were all kind of independently working on lists that we were gonna. Um, get into so well this topic actually came about because matt posted a meme of that the original teenage mutant ninja turtles game where you're doing the Mm -hmm. underwater diffusing the bombs but there's like electric seaweed that's shocking you to death while you're on the time limit and uh yeah let me see if i can find the 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 actual like uh 8-bit like midi sound for it that, <laughs> that almost triggers like ptsd that whole game causes See, bad feelings well i never had a problem with the damn level um it, it just i i don't know what it was but i just i would just take it easy and you you have it doesn't look like you have much but in you really have plenty of time to get through it um 
It's, so you don't have to drive yourself crazy to pull it off. I could beat it, but I would I there's a good chance that I was going to have a turtle get lost or well, Raphael because he was the, he was the he was the meat shield for the stuff that I was going to die on because he was the worst because of his range, but um yeah. I would either lose one or they would be in pretty bad shape afterwards. And you know, health power-ups were at a luxury in that game. Uh, they were at a premium. Yeah. And then you go into like, what? Well, and I mean, really, I think the big offender for me and where I struggled is you get into that really convoluted, like rooftop stage stuff right after that, which is really oh, yeah. easy to get lost on. And then, I mean, I don't think I knew many people that got past the Technodrome, which was right after that. So after the dam level, um, the I had to look this up, but after the dam level, there were so many different manholes to go down. The boss for that level would randomly spawn in like one of three different places. Uh, see, that's just bad design. Yeah. And then after that, what was the boss for that? You'd already beat uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, correct? Yeah, I don't remember who the boss for that was. Um, and then. If you're going to go fight the, or to get onto the Technodrome, you also had to find to go through the sewer tunnel to find it. You had to find the right one because it kept changing like it was not the same one. And so um, the um, you you would have to figure out which one it was. And apparently the only way you could regularly figure it out was that the screen would scroll a little more slowly whenever you started moving in there. And it's just like, wow, that is some that is some dirtbag stuff right there. I don't think I ever even got that far. Because I got to the I would get to the point where you have to basically uh, you know, go on the like the overworld where you're you're driving the turtle van mm-hmm. and I would just get crushed by like those steamrollers because I never had enough uh, missiles take them out mm-hmm. and wasn't yeah. that game wasn't that game like one of the one of the many nintendo games were like this but wasn't that one where it's like you you go off screen a little bit and you come back and like the enemy responds yeah yeah yep. yeah yeah that that was always the frustrating thing to me that was frustrating and then you could also have like you finally get a win on a boss mm-hmm. and your turtle moves a little bit and something on the screen would move and you're doing the victory animation, but it could still kill you. Oh, I don't think that ever happened to me, but that's good to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, from what I understand, most commonly the uh, had to do with the Technodrome. So, you know, that's fun. Um, but that, game's lucky it ha- the, that game's lucky it came out and the turtles were so hot and most of us were too stupid to realize. Well, no. I think I came quickly to realize that wasn't a good game because I think as soon as the second game came out and that one was really good, I realized that the first one is just a bad game. Yeah, the that was that was just what TMNT, the arcade game, I think. It was I don't just even think port, the arcade game is as much like it. Well, I thought it was just a port, wasn't it? I don't know, because I think I think on Xbox 360 they released the original arcade game, and I think it was different, but I don't remember. I'm I'm looking. Hmm. At, it it was called 
Teenage Turtles 2, the arcade game. Oh, oh, we're talking about 2. Yeah, that was an arcade game port. Yeah. Now, 4 uh, is also an arcade game port, but the Super Nintendo version's better because it had more levels. Yes, that was Turtles in Time. Yes. Which, yeah. um... 3's okay. I think 2's actually a really good game and probably one of the better NES beat-em-ups there was. Mm-hmm. It, it feels pretty good to play, um... It did. I liked that you knew how you were progressing on the boss because they would start blinking orange. Yeah, you got a visual indicator. Um, as opposed to some games where you just be like wailing on the boss and you don't know if you're actually getting anywhere or if you're just missing. Like, is this guy a damage sponge or are you missing on the thing that you're supposed to do to take him out? And it also had sh- shameless uh, Pizza Hut advertising in it (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. four is also an excellent game um i have not played that in a long time though but that's excellent yeah let me go ahead and mark tmnt off my list here so which one do what do we want to do we want to go to battletoads next since that's also an god that's a yeah that's a classic one battletoads is is whereas the first Ninja Turtles game got by solely on the fact that it was basically a different game with the license slapped on it. Battletoads promises you something in the first level that's a boatload of fun and then takes it away and never gives it back to you. And it gives you like good graphics and it's it was like wrapped perfectly in that 90s extreme veneer that was popular <clears throat> at the time. And the beat-em-up stuff was fun. But then, like, the sections where you get beat-em-ups later uh, in the game, it's like doing all of that stuff that you did at the beginning gets you killed. Because you could just drop off the edge of the screen doing one of those finishing moves that takes an enemy out. It's like, what? You you teach me to do this, and then you're like, oh, better not do that. Get you killed. And, and of course... We're and dancing it, around the other thing. And it gives you, like, um, like those cool charge attacks where you'd get, like, you know, like you'd headbutt someone and you get, like, the ram's horns or your foot would get really big. And that really never plays much into it again because, you, cause like, I've played past the um, what we're going to get to because I think with a game genie or somehow I played the other levels and you, none of the other levels are ever quite like that first one you get into a lot of weird like platformy puzzly stuff it's it's a really weird game of des- design choices but it's never like yeah. that first level ever again but i think what you get to the third level i, I was going to agree with you it's you get to the third level and you're doing the underground paint cave thing and so you're beating up the enemies but you'll just fall off the level if you do the charge or if you're if you go too far, like towards the bottom of the screen, you just fall off and die. And that hadn't happened to you at any point before that. It'd been like, Oh, there's a pit. If you fall in the pit, you'll die. But you couldn't just walk off the bottom of the screen. Um, I've never then, beaten yes. the speeder bike level ever. Even as an adult, I, I've watched, I watched, um, I think AVGN do it. They taught him how to do it, but I still, I still don't know how to do it. I can't remember if I ever made it that far in the game. I never owned the game. I only I only like rented it, and I felt bad because I I think I rent I rented it and I didn't um 
I only had like you know like whatever the rental one uh, agreement was. You only really had like games like what two days maybe. Yeah, I think two Blockbuster days. you got it for three days because you got it for two nights. Because I know Blockbuster quickly became my preferred <clears throat> rental place. Well, I didn't I didn't play it that that deep into the game because I you know I, had, I hit the time limit so I recommend <laughs> I recommended it to like a friend because I had just played basically like the good levels and it gets like the really the crap later on yeah and I remember he was like ragging the game <laughs> to mutual friends he's like this game sucked man why why'd you recommend this game to me I'm like I don't know I, I only played yeah. it so far yeah um the second the another damnable thing about Battletoads is like oh you can have two player stuff and it's like well first of all there's friendly fire and then second if you go if you do the second mission where you're repelling down the the whatever you're going to kill each other like there's there's nothing to do about it no, you're then, hanging out on the sides cuz that's where the enemies are but then you'll without meaning to you'll do the wrecking ball attack and slam into the other person no what you do what you do for that and my friends and I figured it out pretty easily is one of you only deals with the top quadrant like the top half and the other only deals in the bottom half and then you just stay away and usually if you keep to that strategy you do okay it's when you try and it's when you try and like work in the same space that bad things happen but if you kind of split the screen up now that does get a little weird when um when those like zappy like ships come out yeah but in my experience if you if you if you both kind of take ownership of just part of it like part of the screen you'll do okay now, I sus- if the story I remember is correct, and it might not be, but if the story I remember is correct, it's that Battletoads was easier. Uh, it, it, like, it got harder when it got localized to um, North America. I'm like not the- sure if... I don't, I'm not sure if I've heard that. I know stuff like... Um, one of the Ninja Gaidens, they took out like the continues, or they, or they made, or the the Japanese version had uh, unlimited continues, and America had like, uh, like only so many. I know that happened. I think in Castlevania Three, the Japanese one, um, the the little hunchback guy that could climb walls had an extra ability. Oh God, I hated it when they did that. When they would take stuff out just for in in localization, um, but I, my understanding was that Battletoads was not the meat grinder it was in Japan. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think they made Seventh Saga harder for here, but I don't know that for a fact either. Let's see. I have a bone to pick with that game, but that's a Super Nintendo game. I've borne a grudge against that game for 30 years. I've point. never played that one. So it's like um, it's an RPG. So you go, you pick like one of so many characters, and you can pick a partner, and you're going around collecting these runes. But depending on what's going on and stuff, and it's a really hard game. Like it, it is super hard. But the thing that can happen is your partner can just turn on you at certain points. 
and steal mm-hmm. all the runes from you. And if that happens, they're super hard to beat. And so I finally, I mean, I'd had this game for a while. I think I finally got like half of the runes. I got like two or three of them out of seven. And my partner turned on me and stole all of them. And I just um, turned the game off and we've never talked again. <laughs> I think the... I even grudgingly refused to sell it too. I think I still have it. The thing that uh, I think I sent you guys the quote and um, I can't remember who it was by, but one, somebody in Japan said, well, the problem was that if we thought that if the game was too easy, people wouldn't play it. And so we made them really hard. As it turns out, people don't like playing stuff that they don't feel like they have a chance at beating. I mean, and the NES was coming out of the arcade era. So like if you're talking about Atari games, those are high score rushes. And I think they thought because NES games had an end, they had to make it last. It, it, it was just a. It, it's just super frightening. Things being di- there's there's being difficult and there's being super frustrating, and the super frustrating that a lot of these, you know would would turn into that that's not fun you just quit because it's just like there's no fun in this um that's why battle toads you know it's just like oh well never mind the the times that i managed to get past the turbo tunnel i think it was called it's just like never mind i don't i don't want to i also think um some of it was born out of just not knowing like I think stuff like the Fleeman and Castlevania and like enemies oh. that were like you couldn't hit standing or even things like honestly, I think Ninja Gaiden with the birds and the wind is just. Oh, that was God. on my list. Ninja, Ga- Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden. It's an absolutely merciless game, especially once you get to like the later levels. Yeah. Oh. yeah it, it's it's like that. uh I, I that very last level, I don't think you can beat it unless you intentionally cause a glitch to happen that glitches out one of the birds' respawns. Because then otherwise you you can't make the jump because the damn thing there's an arc your jump has to have, and then the damn thing just shows up and and knocks you out of that arc every time. So it's like, well, you know. Guess what? Um, there is nothing about this that's enjoyable. Have you guys ever played um, the the Famicom Transformers game? I have not. No. You can legitimately game over on the first enemy because you get one shot killed. Because you play, so you play as Ultra Magnus. You can transform, but the enemies are really hard to hit, and like some of them blend in with the background, and it's not uncommon the first time someone plays it, they game over on the first enemy encounter. Wow. That's a I'm taking it back to the store kind of encounter. Like, that's... It's just, no, I'm out. I'm done. AVGN did an episode on it if you want to, like, see it for yourself. Yeah. Did you talk uh, about um, 
when you did when you went through the things, did you talk about bullet hells? I I, mm. I that's kind of in with too many things on the screen. Okay. Because there are some games where there's just too many enemies on the screen, and then there's some of them where it's just like, oh, you got this far? Ah, you're just gonna lose a life now because we're just gonna pour the screen full of projectiles. Because Silver Surfer is guilty of that. There it is. Oh, there. That's a classic one of those. Yeah. Not only is Silver Surfer guilty of it, the Silver Surfer, Herald of Galactus, has one hit point, and his hitbox is huge. He has a surfboard (laughs) to hit. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually games on the Nintendo where the the system... Like, if... If they were to port the ROM and fix it to take out the slowdown, the game would actually become impossible because there's games where the slowdown saves me. Yeah. I can't tell that, you any right off the top of my head, but I know there's games where slowdowns helped me. Right, because you've got time to not not just react, but plan for what you're going to do. But... Oh, God. It just never mind. Uh, I had a friend that had played it, and he was, and I was like, oh, I was thinking about renting this, and he said, don't. I was like, why is that? He goes, just, just don't. It's not fun. And for for that kind of answer, it's like, oh. I think I made it to one of the bosses once. I, I think AVGN got through it, but. His friend did. The guy that, um,. One of his buddies beat it, but he was like, he was like, he was playing it. I think I remember watching him beat it. I think he beat it. He was doing that where you have to like unnaturally. I think he had like the controller on his lap and he was just like double fisting like the, the fire buttons. Okay. Just to get like enough, just to produce enough firepower to keep the stage like sort of cleared out of stuff so that he wasn't oh, wow. facing like so much stuff coming at him. Wow. Oh God, that's horrible. I, well, and you got to, it was a platformer too. And that was always the, the toughest part for me was the, the platforming stuff was the toughest part of gameplay for me. Now there's one you talked about. I actually talked about it on the show, um, Shad, and I'm pr- pretty sure it's on your list. But let's talk about one with a really obtuse mechanic in it. Uh, that was uh, Castlevania 2, where you have to like wait oh, for the geez. the cyclone to show up. Oh yeah. God. Okay. The Castlevania games themselves, arguably, at least the first three, the one on one's on Nintendo, they all kind of varyingly if uh, might. This might apply to them at least at certain points in the game. Like the the first Castlevania probably isn't as difficult compared to some of the other ones, but they had those goddamn Medusa heads. It's the same mm-hmm. concept as like the the fucking the birds or bats yeah. in Ninja Gaiden and other games. That's uh, the uh, the TV mm-hmm. tropes. Uh, the TV tropes name for it is the damn bats. The damn bats. Yeah, and they also did something which I absolutely hated games doing. Uh, Mega Man did this kind of too. It's like you get hit, and then it's like the the character like flashes or glitches, and then like gets hit back essentially. Yeah. Uh, or Always in case right of Belmont. 
Yeah, yeah. in the case of Simon Belmont, he would like fly back, and sometimes he would be fly back right into a pit. Then you're dead. It's I, Simon I, Belmont yeah. didn't really want to fight Dracula. He yeah. told everybody he was going to do it, and then became suicidal <laughs> on the way. So he'd get hit, <laughs> and then he would just swan dive into a pit so he wouldn't have to do it. Well, you know what yeah. pissed me off with three is is um. I don't know. I don't think one had it. I don't think two had it. And I know four didn't have it. But in the other games, you get on the stairs and you just hit over. It's fine. Or if you just hit a certain button, as long as you're on the stairs, he'll go down the stairs. But three, just fall right off to your death. Yeah. The the um, the stairs were a death sentence in all the Castlevania games because you couldn't jump. You couldn't move. He went up and down steps like he has rheumatism. And then... The other problem was that, and this was just in general, until Super NES, Simon Belmont could only use a whip straight in one direction or the other, left or right. There was no up, there was no diagonal to it, and so like you said, the Medusa heads or the bats or whatever, no, you're you're, you're just taking a hit because you can't, trying to line that up, never mind. Just, just don't even bother. Um, and you the, could get, you could really get hosed. Um, you really needed the right sub weapon, like so, like in the first game, if you have the holy water or like, well, the holy water and the cross are just overpowered, depending on the situation. Yeah. Like the cross is always what you want, but like if you get like, if you get like the dagger or the axe in the wrong situation, like they're just useless. Or if you run out of hearts. That and having to use the holy water to find where the floor was fake. Mm, so yeah, you have, wow. yeah, you have a finite amount of ammunition for this particular weapon you really want to use, but it's the only way you can use to figure out what part of the floor is real and what isn't. I totally it's forgot like, about that. It's just like wow. And it has. This, it really has. So it really has four enemies that can screw you up pretty bad in the first one because there's there's bats, there's Medusa heads, there's the Fleamen, and I think there's ravens too. I think so. And one of the bosses, because one of the bosses is like Frankenstein and Igor, and Igor is like essentially a flea man. So there's even a boss that mm-hmm. is like a pain because of yeah. his hitbox. Yeah. And well, and and. As tough, there's so many things wrong with Simon's Quest. The fact that you have the slowdown every time it it switches from day to night or night to day, and the text box goes so slow. But your controls are the I, I don't I don't even know if this is the right word, but it feels like it. the controls feel doughy. Yeah, I would like, agree with that. They don't. There are some games where the controls are just bad, like they react too late or uh, in the (laughs) in the uh, in the case of playing one of the crash test dummy games, your control inputs are suggestions for what you think the character on the screen should do. And it's their choice whether to accept the suggestion or discard it. Uh, Um, Is that like um. Is that like Lemmings or Dwarf Fortress? No, no. The Crash Test Dummies game uh, was like a side-scrolling sort of platformer, except making 
like no sense whatsoever. Um, but uh, the in in Castlevania Two, at least, it's just like I'm doing things and it's reacting how I want them to. But there's well, there's like a quarter second delay on the whip because it's got to have the animation of him taking it back before he flicks it forward. It feels like the jump doesn't go off when you hit it and stuff like that. <clears throat> and it's just like, oh, oh God, this is this is terrible. I also felt like the the ratio of night to day was too heavy on night. Oh well, yeah, but that's when the enemies are stronger. Well, I mean, that's where you can rack up the experience pretty good. But I I didn't like that the towns also had the enemies in them. Yeah. I mean, it was bad enough that all the townspeople were gone, but... Well, and you were killing them. Well, yeah. If they yeah. if they were turning into into them. I also thought the dungeons in that game were kind of not great. Kind of not great, you can use to describe pretty much everything in that game. Now, um, we did mention Mega Man, so I think I think that is a worthy one to bring up, <clears> because <throat> I do love them. But they, they have some yeah. things... They have some oh, things I love like, them, too. They have some things in the first two that I really don't like. So um, in the first one, Gutsman stage, where it, with those those platforms that will just rando drop you sometimes, and you have to like time it to get off of them onto the next one, which just yeah. flummoxed me as a kid. Those yeah. and Iceman's level, which has the appear, reappearing, appearing, disappearing, reappearing platforms in certain areas, like those were fucking annoying because you would they wouldn't necessarily drop you like to a pit to your death but you had to you had to utilize them to get to like to access like further advance yourself in the level mm-hmm. and it would just get frustrating because if you if you miss it then it's like you gotta do it all over again it could just take like minutes out of your time and it, it would get frustrating like you almost have to have some of those like it almost would give me like OCD, where it's like, all right, I got to do the sequence exactly correct, yeah, <laughs> before I could move on. Heatman stage in two had that too, like we mm-hmm. really had to go way over that pit. The uh, let me see, I'm and looking two, for my two also had two also had. I think this is a huge sin, like in all of video game history. The, the level with these like little bubbles that would shoot machines at you it was a boss in the in the wily stages but you hmm. had to use your crash bombs on it but you didn't have enough energy to have enough crash bombs to kill them in one go so you had to die once figure out how to get enough energy to come back and kill the rest of them yeah because they would stay dead between things so that that one always bothered me as, mm-hmm. a, as a player yep yeah, I that that's always so so cheap, you know. I hate that. Um, let's see, we had the Mega Man. Now I, I'm gonna bring up one because I because I want to make a point. The things that we're talking about. This is not uh, just straight up um, hating on it because because it was harder. Like things that were at least like kind of fair don't fall into this category. And what I would qualify that is like Mike Tyson's punch out does not fall into this category because you could figure it out. It was fair. Sometimes it would take you a while to get the pattern down, but you could do it. 
No, Tyson just required a high level of skill, but I always felt Tyson's punch out was that the boxers always acted in a very predictable manner. Um, if you got the pattern down, you could torch most of them easily. Like Tyson himself was really hard, but I felt like if I would have really buckled down in my late teens and early twenties and like put like three months into it, I think I could have beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like, I feel like that game's just a high skill ceiling game. There were some people that, that were in my grade at school that would be like, Oh yeah, I beat Tyson. And I'm just like, yeah, it's like, no, I picked it up. I, they, somebody had the code and I played it and I beat Tyson. I, and I didn't say anything at the time, but I was like, no, no, you didn't. I don't think you did um, not. I don't think that many people actually beat him. Honestly. No, I, I think there's just, I, they're like, no, I don't play games much, but you know, I beat Tyson. And I'm just like, no, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't. I'll be I'll flat be flat out honest with you. I never beat Tyson um, without the game genie, some sort of cheat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I never did either. Because I could was... do I could do fairly well going through the circuits, but once you get the Tyson, like Don't he would always like just destroy me. Mm-hmm. And that was back in the day when it's like I would just get incredibly frustrated. <laughs> so you were just like, all right, screw this. I'm gonna get the game genie out. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat him. Uh, just so you could say you completed the game, even though yeah. you, you technically cheated. Also, oh, and you get it, that wonderful "a winner is you" at the end mm-hmm. instead of like an animation or something. That was uh, pro wrestling. Uh, I'm using that as a collective term, but you know, all you get is a screen at the end that says, "Hey, you won," because they didn't expect people to get there, so they didn't animate anything for the finish of the game. Do I remember um, Mario 64 after you get all those stars? I think. Peach just bakes you a cake. Yeah. What was the original Mario Brothers? Doesn't she just offer you to start over whichever level, replay whatever level you want to play? <clears throat> Which, of course, you're going to play the swimming level because that was the best level. I'm, if, if that's what she offered, then I offer to just take her out front and boot her into the moat. It's like, no, uh-uh, I got to the end of this. I want to. <laughs> I want a, uh, you know, I want an animated animated ending or something. Don't don't give me that. So Matt, do you have any? Do you have any that stand out in your mind as far as, you know, traumatizing? Uh, I have to think. We we did cover a lot of the the main ones, like uh, like the Castlevania ones. Ninja Gaiden was like the classic. Ghosts, ghosts and goblins like i actually never oh, i don't think i God. i don't think i ever advanced past the initial um the initial stage to be honest like i i never really made it far in that game here's one that actually like most people would not would not say but for some reason i personally had a, a difficulty with yeah is the original metal gear game like because i when i was a kid and i was like when i was i mean i'm like young like really young when that came out i didn't grasp the whole like stealth aspect of it because i was so used to just essentially like uh, running gun type of games oh yeah i was just like oh uh i need to be like attacking everyone and <laughs> that didn't work out for me too well yeah um so i i would have i would struggle with that one those um, dogs in the beginning are, are tough, especially if yeah. like, because they're they're tough to get past. 
Mm-hmm. And like you just have nothing in the beginning. I think you have a pack of cigarettes, which wow, they wouldn't let that happen now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one that I is kind of challenging, uh, just because there's just tons of energy uh, of enemies, and you don't until you get progress a little bit in the game, you can actually start upgrading weapons and get a shield and everything you, you can't really do a whole lot is like the original legend of Zelda. Cause it's kind of yeah. like a larger game. Uh, and in turn back in the day, it was kind of, you had a lot of kind of a lot of area to cover. It wasn't you just do. a straight platformer. I always love uh, the map that came with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, that's what I so, miss about old video game manuals is like mm-hmm. getting the, that, that manual that has like all the enemies listed out and like, some bored person typed up like little tidbits about the enemies mm-hmm. and gave them like personality for just like some mook in a game. Yeah. Well, you've got, you've got something there basically yeah. to read in the car out on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me try and think I'm covering like a lot of old Zelda games. two is tough. That, that game in general, I actually, as an adult, I don't know how I played that as a kid because that game is just rough. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about older games. I feel like most older games were more difficult than modern day. Now, at least, I think they, they give, kind of give a span of of difficulties, although there are there are more modern games that are difficult. But here's yeah. one that's like, that's like a few years old. Um, yeah. But I actually, I just want to reference, it's not a particularly difficult game. I beat it. It's not that hard, but I want to just give a, a credit to it, and people don't really re- even like remember this game. But it's a first-person shooter. Uh, fear, fear. What, what's? Let me see what the tagline is. First Encounter Assault Recon. Okay. Have you guys ever played that one? I know I the. Did not. I I never played it, but that one has one of the more iconic <laughs> like cover arts to it. I think mm-hmm. in my mind, yeah. so like you kind of know it by sight, but I never played it. It's a it's a weird game. It's a first person shooter. It's like it in part like a military game, in part a horror game, in part like science fiction. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. And the plot is just like bizarre and weird. But um it plays almost like a survival horror type of game. Uh-huh. Uh but there are there are lots of enemies in the game. You you essentially have a special a superpower where you can it's you can only use it for like a few seconds before it has to recharge, but you are able to do essentially like bullet time slow mo, which right. greatly helps your ability to uh, fight enemies. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm giving that a shout out just because the enemy AI for that was absolutely fantastic. In uh-huh. that if it's a room full of enter- enemies, you're entering a room full of enemies. The enemies absolutely will like flank you and. Mm-hmm. And try and and it makes it more difficult in trying to get all of them before you take either significant damage or they kill you, and that's just because they essentially when they were programming the game they inadvertently created like a really really immersive um, AI enemy AI just yeah. by upping their uh, their mobility like the programming the the absolute like the maximum mobility in a in a given specific geographic area like again if you're entering a room the enemy could basically tra- traverse like the entirety of the room um oh, wow. plus just uh, programming it so that they they would reorientate 
themselves based upon the player's movement. So it's like if you if you were to go left in a room, just as an example, like they would start flanking you. Enemies like in, in the top corner would maybe come at you from the top. Enemies that were in the other area would come flank you in the back. They weren't intentionally trying to the, to program flanking. It's just they that whole thing about like orienting yourself to the player plus high mobility. It essentially yeah. created like the perfect storm of an in, a really good enemy AI that would flank you, make it more difficult. And that's that was actually really rewarding because when I actually played that game and beat it, I actually felt that I had like accomplished something. Sure. It's a it's a few years old at this point, like at least over 10 years old but they they did a couple sequels to it which are pretty good um i just really appreciated that that's again it's not it's not a particularly difficult game in the sense that you can't beat it but it does it did make it more challenging Mm -hmm. because you can't just like i'm gonna bust into a room destroy every enemy and just move on you actually had to stop and think and, and actually use your special abilities to the best of your advantage and also kind of like figure out the best way to strategically take take on your enemies i like that i appreciate when games especially modern games actually would do that oh yeah yeah i was gonna say i think um i think when i think the ps2 era is about where i feel like they figured video game design out and you started getting reasonably challenging stuff and like a lot of that unfair stuff started to fade out Mm mm-hmm that's about where, because I think you started to see it in like the the, the PlayStation like N sixty four era, but you'd still get your weird, you still get your weird like super difficult like throwbacks. But you're starting to see like what I'd call more modern game design, like um, Symphony of the Night, where there is challenge to that game. Yeah. But it's more about skill, getting the proper equipment. Um, leveling properly, knowing the mechanics um, versus just being obtuse. Mm-hmm. Right. There's there's an aspect of, of fairness that comes into it because it's not just, you know, here I'm throwing everything at you. It's your job to figure it out. Yeah. Let's let's talk about one, though, where, where you wear your failures Wait. on your sleeve with a badge of honor, though, which is Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Now I, I do bring that up because I feel like I feel like whenever I played that game, anything like like trying to cross like a river or something like that always would blow up in my face. Like I feel like I never successfully ever crossed a river in that game. I did by accident, but it felt like there there just wasn't enough information for you to make a good decision with. Like I'm standing here looking at it like, well, it's this deep. Do you want to try and ford the river? Or do you want to caulk the wagons and float, or or what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, how 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 am I supposed to know what the right choice here is? And so you, you just kind of shoot your shot and see what happens. And two of your family dies, and you lose three you lose three oxen. But, or you know, uh, and I feel like that game is more about how lucky you are that people don't die of dysentery on the trail before <laughs> you get there. Or was was a rattlesnake bite a popular one too? Um, I I remember that there were like four or five diseases. So there was dysentery and scarlet fever. Um, I can't remember all of them. There were a bunch of them though. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it. yeah. One thing, and I'll admit this, that what I'm doing is I was complaining. I'm complaining about their difficulty system. It's because if you start out with the banker, you had a bunch of money, but your score was lower. If you start out as the farmer, you didn't have any money. I was like, but shouldn't there be some kind of advantage to being the farmer? Like, should there should there be? But again, this was me complaining about the difficulty system and the way they did it, as opposed to there being like different classes you're picking. So, and I think you're probably thinking more about it than like the people that made like a game that probably came out in like what eighty four, eighty five, something like that. Um. Now, if we're going to go back kind of pre-NES era, um, I've got some things to drop on that. Let's, I'm looking at my... I mean, one of the old classics of just an insanely tough game is Donkey Kong. Oh, my lord, Donkey Kong. <laughs> I remember being a kid, and the first time I, I got the quarter to play Donkey Kong, and I went to go play it, I didn't time the barrel jump just right, and that's all she wrote. And I was mm. just like, you know what? I'm not going to put more money in getting this game, ever. <laughs> this is a bad plan. I'm okay at Donkey Kong. The one I've always struggled with is Pac-Man. Like, I know the ghosts have logic to them that you're supposed to take advantage of, like how they turn, like the way they turn and... and interact with the dungeon but i've just never taken the time to really get that and i think if i would actually learn how the ghosts behave i would do better at pac-man i could oh go ahead no no you go for it i i could actually do pretty well in pac-man uh the problem is just i would the repetition would just get to me because i there isn't really like that much variation in the levels no, Miss Pac-Man's slightly better for some reason. I think it's because mm-hmm. you just have the fruit that randomly shows up that makes you behave a little differently if you want to get your score up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's something I like better about Miss Pac-Man than Pac-Man. Uh, I got nothing for you on that one. It's for me. It was just you know, yellow disc, waga waga waka, game over. That's. <laughs> I would say I'm with you, uh, Chad. I didn't like Donkey Kong was actually difficult for me. Yeah, Lord. Um, I, I mean, you know, I, it, it kind of seems like Donkey Kong was the gold standard for old school gaming accomplishments. I mean, heck, they made the whole documentary about it and everything. But um, other stuff that I've got on my list that is, I, I, I don't know. I consider this kind of pre NES because. It was a cabinet before it was an NES, but Dragon's Lair. Oh my God! You know, for such a legendary game, I actually never played it. I don't. I I don't even know if I even saw it in in arcades. I think I saw it at a Pizza Time Theater once. I saw it. I did not play it. I think it was. I I think I saw it, but I think it was at the time. I think it was an expensive machine to play. Like, I think it was like 50 cents or like 75 cents to play at the time. And when you're like a kid with their, you know, trying to make their tokens go as far as possible because your parents gave you probably like two or three bucks to uh, 
yeah. to peruse the things you don't want to waste all of it on um well it yeah. looks cool but like i could go play something i know i like for like you know for three one. times yeah. for the one play of that so i think that's why i never yeah. played it yeah yeah you're absolutely right you get more mileage out of um out of like doing racing games because you get the whole race even if you win or lose you get the whole race no matter what that's actually not true of later ones though because i think some of them started to get into that checkpoint stuff and so if you didn't hit the checkpoint in time uh you would not be able to finish Uh, the race yeah i know what you're talking well here's another one that both pre and post dates the end it's a game series and while I like the story that comes out of it, the mechanics for this game series are just staggeringly unfair. And that's King's Quest. Uh, we could we can we wrap like adventure early adventure games into this in general, <sighs> just because like there because Space Quest is of like the same company, but there's. There's yeah. a spot in the first one if you don't pick up a piece of glass or you don't just happen to realize you can pick it up, like you get stuck. Yeah. Um, King's Quest games were notorious for if you didn't pick, you had to do everything in a certain order. If you didn't pick up everything you needed, because you didn't, sometimes you'd have multiple things you would you could use to solve a puzzle. And if you use the wrong one, then you can't complete the game later kill me oh my god that just like i i liked the stories behind them i liked the characters but the gameplay i it was i think it was in king's quest 2 there's a section where you come across this little man he's like tee hee hee nobody knows my name and you're just and and you're like oh okay we're in like a fairy tale setting that means it's rumple stiltskin and if you say rumple stiltskin he effectively kicks you in the nuts, flips you the bird, and takes something out of your inventory. Because there's one person, one so- somewhere else in the game, that says, you think you know the answer, but the answer is backwards, or something like that. Like, that's, that's all the, the heads up you get. It's supposed to be Rumpelstiltskin backwards. Which, first of all, screw you guys for thinking that that's enough of a heads up, and then second, having that kind of penalty for going for the answer just hell with that god it was early adventure games though were kind of uh you're kind of it was more of a psychoanalyzing the programmer than it was solving puzzles isn't that the truth god um that's what i had for the er like kind of pre-nes era other than the fact that Arcade cabinets were were meant to be money makers by unfairly killing you and having you just drop more quarters into them. But um, you kind of had to know that going in. Did either of you ever play um, the Gunsmoke NES game? <clears throat> oh, I can't say I did. I did not. So this is I don't like even a, know if I'm aware of this one. Uh, you should look it up after this. So it's it's from Capcom. It's like a top-down Western shooter. So um, you kind of go through these stages, killing enemies. Um, it's it's actually a fairly good game. But to get to the bosses, you have to find their wanted poster. So you either have to earn enough money to buy it, or you have to uncover it, but you can't 
you have to memorize where they're located and hidden in the level. And if you don't get it, you kind of have to keep <laughs> running the stage over and over again. But that one quickly becomes like a bullet hell and enemies will come up behind you and stuff. And that one now yeah. I will say it's fun, but it's difficult because that's the thing. Some of these games we were, we did complain about them, but some of them are legitimately fun too. Yeah. There, there's some of them that are, there's a different, different difference between difficult and Nintendo hard. I mean, cause. Okay. So to that talking, just talking about bullet hells, mm-hmm. would you, I, I probably would. And I think it's actually used as, as an example of such, but would you consider Contra to be a bullet hell yes. game? Yeah, I it actually, is. I would also even consider that like, for me, like edging into Nintendo hard because I I felt like that could get difficult depending upon like the level you're playing at. If I, you do I, not I, mm-hmm. use the Contra code, then good luck. Yeah, I only um, ever got anywhere in that game because of the no, it's the Konami code. It's not the Contra yeah, code. Yeah, you're Konami right. You're code. right. I'm sorry. Um. um but you know, good luck to you. Have fun, cause uh, ain't nobody figuring that noise. You know, there are some people who are able to do it. But then again, there are some people that are able to speed run everything that we've been talking about. My wife can beat Contra in like her record is 26 minutes, but she uses the code for it. Because there are just some times where you got to sacrifice a life in order to get by something. Um, well, and I think so, what adds to the difficulty besides the bullet hell is it will intentionally screw you on your gun sometimes. Because there is there are there are legitimately more optimal guns, and sometimes if you're not careful, you're going to take your laser beam out and be back to like a machine gun, which is far inferior. It, the the laser or the spread seem yeah. to be the the winner winner chicken dinner choices, but you know, yeah, good luck, right? I tend to prefer the laser because it has more punch to it. The spreader is good because that really gives you flexibility and it helps you. Again, it's kind of like the Silver Surfer thing I was talking about. It lets you put enough offense out there to try and clear. Yeah, you can clear the board with that spread rifle, and it's it's also more forgiving on like bosses and stuff. You don't have to be like spot on accurate. You can just kind of fling, um, you know, fling bullets that direction, and you're gonna hit. But um, I can't do it as an adult. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't have the reflexes for it anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Contra, heck, Contra was on my list. Um, let's see. Looking at other things that are on my list. Can I can I throw in a yeah. honorable? Okay, while you uh, you look at your next one, uh, just as a, I will I'll throw the entirety of the series kind of out as uh, examples or honorable mentions. The Fire Emblem games, they. They are turn-based tactical RPGs. Um, they're not they're not individually extraordinarily difficult, except if you do crank up the difficulty settings. Some of those, like the more higher difficulty 
settings are just brutal. Well, it's, but, I think what mm-hmm. makes it difficult and where people struggle – well, the older ones are difficult because yep. it has permadeath. So if you lose a unit – That's exactly right. That's what I wanted to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Because that – but that's, that's really a game of – but people save scum that game – like, mm-hmm. so most people play, like, on an emulator, save scumming every move, and just, if they lose a unit, because, so where where I find that game difficult is, it kind of does, like, a paper, rock, scissor thing, where, you know, if you have a an axe, it's better than a sword, and a sword's better than a lance, and a lance's better than an axe, and, like, if you have, like, air cavalry, like, Pegasus knights, like, archers will just rip them to shreds. Mm-hmm. Um, so your units are very vulnerable, like in general you can only take one or two hits even if you've worked on leveling certain units but if you come up against the unit you're weak against they're pretty much going to one shot you so fire emblem is very much a game of just moving inches and inches across the board because you don't Mm want to and kind of checking what the enemy can do because you don't you need to like get close enough that you can get the first strike in but you don't want to get attacked first especially by an, a unit you don't want to attack a unit yes it's a uh, you have to put a lot more thought into it versus a game like that's kind of similar a tactical rpg like advance wars because advance wars like you can you can't you can't lose you know all your units because then you'll lose that level but you need to really kind of think hard about the actions you're going to take especially because like you said there are some enemies that could just decimate you, and some of those games do have permanent death, meaning your character dies and that's it. Like, you won't use that character again. And it's not, like, just mooks that are replenishable. It's actually, like, they're characters that actually have backstories, they have names. Uh, and I, when I remember I played those, I mostly played the games that were for the Game Boy Advance. Like, when I would lose a, a unit, like, I would it would drive me insane. I had to basically start over. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking lose a single guy here. The but it caused the mm-hmm. last four ish games. They took, they, you, the option is still there, but you can play it without the permadeath on mm. there. There's like degrees now. So there's like, you can play like hardcore mode or non hardcore mode. I, I, I have the same problem. So I just turn the permadeath off. I know people, I know purists, some purists will like, you know, derisively snort at that, but those are also the same guys save scumming, so I say bleh at you. <laughs> so one that I'll pull from my list was actually not a Nintendo game, but it was a series of games that were on the Sega, the Echo the Dolphin games. Good lord. I know I played those because I had the the Sega channel at one point in my life. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember them at all. They are the the hardest thing about them was the breath mechanic because everything you did was on a timer. Literally every single thing you did was on a timer. Can Echo hold his breath long enough for you to get to where you need to be? Good luck. Um it god it was tough and so um just oh god it was that that was and that was me on the game gear like i 
slammed my way through that. Um, I can't remember what it was. Echo, Echo the Dolphin, Tides of Time, I think. And that was just crazy hard. Um, and then I'll drop this one in here too. Uh, from the NES is how tough Double Dragon was to beat. Yeah, Double Dragon was pretty like that's that's kind of notoriously hard because you only had a certain number of lives, and I don't I don't think you had continues on the at least the first one. Yeah, and that yeah. one was a bad port too. Like the Master System version's okay, but you couldn't even play that two player. They also had for Double Dragon. Yeah. By the way, how are you going to have the 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 title characters of the game? The the brothers are the are the heroes of the game, and you can't play it two player. How does that work? But the um, the stinking they nerfed some of the mechanics from the Japanese version to the U.S. version. Um, so like there was like an elbow shot you could throw that would like do a mini stun on an enemy, and you can you can pop. But you know, he, like apparently in the Japanese one, you could you could just hit the uh, that mini stun over and over again. But the they took that out. They're just like, no, we don't want you to have a mini stun in the in the U.S. version. It's like, oh well, that's nice of you. Three is also so, ridiculous. Um, I don't know if you ever played three. I think the only way to get through three was just like cyclone kicking. Anytime enemies came on screen, because then you would hit everything that was around you, and you just have to keep doing that until they're all knocked out, and then move on. But then you know you you develop and then tear open the blister on your thumb. Well, I think I think it I think one's also guilty of it, but three's really bad about it. Is it just you have to beat on enemies forever to yeah. get them to die? That's true. That's that's true. It just. They're just damage sponges. Ugh. I, you know, I, I know that was like a popular series at the time, but trying to go back to those as an adult, they don't hold up well. The arcade yeah, game don't. does okay, but just don't bother. There's, there's no point. Um, the, the, did they port any of those guys into other games like? Um, Oh, did they did they end up getting ported into like SNK games or anything like that? They did a fighting game with um with it based on the cartoon, and there's actually a Battletoads and Double Dragon crossover that was on Super Nintendo, Genesis, and NES, I believe. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. But uh, which I don't geez. think was good. I've only played it once or twice. Okay. Um, the la the last one I had here before I wanted to move into a different category was uh, one that's kind of notoriously a pain in the neck, and that's the Adventures of Bayou Billy. And this game is a son of a gun. I wonder how many people bear a grudge against Captain N for making that game seem cool and then it just being a disaster. Wasn't that the only one that he never beat? Is that the, yes, the storyline? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Well, I believe it. Because, um, good lord, that game is monstrous. Have you played that one, Matt? Out of curiosity. Which one? 
Adventures of Bayou Billy. You know, I would always uh, see that one, uh, but I I never played it. I never owned it. I don't I don't think it was at like local video uh, stores for me to rent. So I can't say that it did. I I don't I don't even think I downloaded it as an emulator. I think I rented wow. it. Okay. I haven't had the time to. Apparently, it's super easy, but I I do have a spare NES Classic. I've really meant to basically mod that thing to have all the original NES games on it. There's ways to do it. I know it's not technically legal, <laughs> so I'm not I'm not advocating that. But yeah, yeah. Just, anyway, I mean, I I, t- I tell people to use flash carts on their original hardware, and that's not technically legal either. But. <laughs> I mean, if they're not gonna, if they're not gonna, if I can't, my opinion on it is, if I cannot physically obtain a way to play Little Samson for under twelve hundred bucks, then hmm. I feel like I'm within my right to emulate it, because no one's getting their cut anymore, other than some guy on eBay that's selling it for twelve hundred bucks. Right. Yeah, that that falls into what definitely seems a gray area. <laughs> Um, okay. The other category I had, and you guys tell me if, if you're up for digging into this, but the other category I had was, uh, contemporary, more contemporary games that draw their inspiration from these older Nintendo hard games. Um, so I've got three on the list. Okay. Uh, the first one I have is Super Meat Boy. Can't say I've ever played that. I've heard of it. I, yeah. I that's they're the people that did Hades, right? I'm not sure. Um, I played that way back in the day. That's an excellent one. That's also very difficult. Yeah. Well, Super Meat Boy has unlimited continues, and I think that you can just it'll save your progress. But those level, like, if I remember, you know, they've, they're self-contained levels. And they're just, they're going to wreck you. That's that's just, that's why you have unlimited continues. It's going to happen. You just accept that. And you're going to throw poor Super Meat Boy into it over and over again. Into the meat grinder so that you can try and and get uh, get through it. But that's, you know, that's how you beat it is... I actually think Super Meat Boy might be like the kind of the pioneer of that throwback platformer game. Yeah, I believe that. Cause he they, um, that kind of hit a couple years before that really was in vogue too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right about that because then you're uh, you're looking at. After that, come more in a similar um, in a similar vein. But that that was the earliest one that I had on my list. Because um, I've only got three on here. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through everything, but just hit some some bigger ones. Okay, I might have I might um, have one or two to add. Okay, so we did Super Meat Boy. The next one is. Um, Okay, do we want the more recent one or do we want the harder one? Yeah, I just pick one. Um, so the the next one is kind of regarded as being 
the most the most stupid difficult was an indie game called I Want to Be the Guy. I've never played that one. Have you played that, Matt? I've never even heard of this one. Yeah, I haven't. Either. Okay. So here's here's the thing. Uh, I Want to Be the Guy is predicated on the idea that uh, it's going to jack you up, and it is completely unfair. You will be doing things on a screen. And you go to jump on a block, and then suddenly you're about to land on it, and a spike pops out of it. Um, Or you'll go to jump, and you'll just jump dead straight into a block that was invisible but is now visible. Like, it is just incredibly (laughs) – it's it's incredibly unfair, and it's supposed to be. So looking it up up on Google, I have not played it, Yeah, but I have seen, um, like, clips of it. Yeah, there's like a on social media, there's like an uh, kind of a notorious one or it became viral Yeah, where it was like it maybe it's what I'm thinking of. He this someone was navigating and he learned the pattern to to get past certain traps, Mm -hmm. but then a new one would come. So it'd be like, all right, he made it to the. He made it to the the one safe platform, and then like a uh, the the ceiling would fall down on him or something yeah. like that. I know what yeah. you're talking about. The um, if you want a a fun way uh, to do this to get through it is um, go look up um, Rooster Teeth Rage Quit for I Want to Be the Guy because Michael he doesn't do Rage Quits anymore because he's mellowed out a lot. But he plays that and loses his mind, which, to be honest, is pretty funny. But um, that's, you know, that that's the kind of game it is. You're you're absolutely correct. Uh, can I throw in something? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Super Meat Boy, the guy, one of the guys who created it, he went on to do the Binding of Isaac, which was quite oh, wow. popular. Yeah, and he also did the End Is Nigh. I'm not familiar with that one. That one, um, I know that one at least came out on the Switch. I think it also came out on a couple other platforms. I've heard the name mm. of that one, but I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Finding of Isaac's fun, though. I haven't played that one. I heard it's good, though. They just did a big expansion to it like a month ago, I think. It's It's an odd... Kind of roguelike. It's a it's a roguelite with toilet humor is the best way to describe it. <laughs> um, uh, this may not may or may not be hard, but yeah. Uh, how is since you mentioned it? How is Hades? Have you played that, Brad? Um, it's hard. I mean, it's like a roguelike. Hmm. So the point of a roguelike is to to beat you up. Um. I think if your I, Twitch skills are good, you could get through it pretty good. It's really beautiful. It's a beautiful looking game. Um, mm-hmm. I had gotten through, I think I'd gotten about halfway through it when I was like playing it. And I think I'd put about three or four hours in at that point. It really depends on when you start figuring out like the power ups that work well for you and start like get a wet, you know, get, you, you, you get some of the weapons unlocked and you have one, you really like it it gets easier but it's fun i like it a lot it's it, it honestly should have won game of the year last year but you know it was just an indie game 
I haven't played through it, but it was on sale uh, on like the the Switch store for like uh, like 15 bucks or something like that, and I actually bought it. So I have it downloaded. I haven't played it yet. Uh, again, another reason why you should get that Switch, Chad. You can get a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of really good games for uh, affordable prices. All right, I'm gonna put this out there to all the listeners. We're gonna need some uh, some some royalty money flowing in for, <laughs> to front me on getting a Switch then, because that's. That's how that's going to work. Now, <laughs> I have one to add that is a really great game, and they just finished it recently after years of expansions. But uh, Shovel Knight. You know, I've heard about Shovel Knight. Um, I haven't done anything with Shovel Knight, but I've heard about it. It's very Mega Man-esque in its design. Okay. Very challenging. I... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like they melded, because, you know, the, the DuckTales... NES games were very Mega Man-esque. It kind of takes oh, yeah. the Scrooge Pogo mechanic and okay. um, kind of gives it, like, throws it in, like, a Mega Man-feeling kind of game. I've heard good things about that. I actually intend to purchase that at some point down the road. Is it is it just one game with expansions, or have they done a couple different games with that? Uh, you can do... I think it's become, like, multiple games with different okay. characters and stuff. Because I know there's the basic game, but I think there was a couple other Shovel Knight uh, things, which I wasn't sure if it was an actual game or if it, like a new game, meaning where it's just like an expansion I think, of the existing. I think if you get the base game, you get everything except like the card game or whatever. Mm. Oh, but I'd have to look. I haven't played it in a while, and there's been like one or two expansions since the last time I really tackled it, but I know there's different game modes. What was so, your last one, Shad? Well, let me let me qualify it. I was not going to talk talk about Dark Souls because Dark Souls was not made to be. Uh, it was just made to be hard. It wasn't made to be a throwback. So it's not what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to talk about is uh, this game is 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 tough, but it's not unfair. There's a pattern to it. You can win that sort of stuff. And it doesn't hurt that the game is just a retro, gorgeous retro throwback. And I'm talking about Cuphead. Ah, I was going to mention Cuphead, actually. Yeah. Well, why don't you go ahead? Uh, well, I have it. I, I've actually, like, bought it for two different platforms. I originally bought it for, like, the Xbox One. But I, I, I've, I've expressed before, like, I don't have that much time game during the week so i found it to be a little like prohibitive to just be playing it on a console Mm -hmm. so i actually rebought it uh for the switch so i can actually just have it portable it's easier to for me to carry the switch around and play it but unfortunately like because i have so many other games for the switch to play through like i i played through like uh I played through Zelda not that long ago. I'm trying to get a, a couple of the games. I haven't really invested that much time in it, but that is a that is a challenging game. Like I haven't advanced too far because the there's most of the game is boss fights, and to the extent yeah. that it's not, yeah, it's a it's even, a boss rush game essentially. Yeah, even the few norm quote unquote normal levels that you have are challenging, but it's di- it's difficult. I would say it's a difficult game. Uh, I think some enemies, some bosses, it does kind of edge into like Nintendo hard. Mm-hmm. But 
the 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 thing I think is fair about that game is that it is almost completely like pattern recognition and pattern memorization. Yeah. Which makes it it makes it doable. It's really more like you know the boss is going to act a certain way. You know, here's the point where they're going to like spam this particular weapon or whatever at you. So you need, yeah. to, you need to take this action and then respond in, in kind like that. At, at least like to me, those games can be very difficult and challenging. Uh, and sometimes it's like you, it's dependent upon your reflexes. Sometimes it's dependent upon luck, but that's at least doable because if you, if you recognize the pattern, you know what the boss is going to do next. Then it's like, it's, it's kind of up to you. You can adjust your skill level accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that I mean, you you need to figure out the pattern. You need to like respond in a certain way. Uh, if you can get like an extra hit in, you can. Sometimes that's a chance you're gonna get hit. It's it's there's some luck involved, but it is really up to like your particular skill level, like you your ability to to interact within that pattern. But that's fair to me. Like the thing that like, games that are really difficult and it has like essentially like unpredictable AI movement or unpredictable bosses like that's where it's a little it becomes more cheap um but i don't feel like the game is cheap that's like the whole um the whole i guess meme of get good (laughs) well that i mean that's that became like a controversy back in the day because one of the i guess some video game reviewer was having difficulties with like the uh the tutorial he didn't read the (laughs) tutorial and then he couldn't no yeah, it it's why the tutorial's there. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to it, there used to be this thought that went through my mind that it was like, oh, you know, the tutorial is is you know I'm gonna be a man and figure this out myself, which which is known as the wrong move. They're telling you how their stuff works. Just go with it. Um, Skipping the tutorial if you haven't played the game before is not the right move. Mm-hmm. That is that is always the wrong move. I think that's also part of the differentiation between just a difficult game and sometimes being NES hard is because sometimes like with NES hard like the get good line doesn't work because the game is just not conducive to having any skill level that will ever get you over the hump. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Matt's right. Cuphead is is a pattern recognition game. It is all about. I get you know if it seems like the boss suddenly pulls something out of its hat on you. There's it's because there's very clearly a visual reason, like form changes or something like that. Um, it's not just all of a sudden now this happens. Um, so it's. You know, it's it's rare that you're going to beat a boss on the first go. But uh, that's fine though. Like yeah. the only time I really get annoyed is if if you can't learn your way. Like sometimes I'm fine if I if I skill cap out and I just can't do it. But it's when when it's impenetrably difficult. Like if there's just no way. Like if you have to get on a guide and like the way to beat a boss is just completely not um like there was no way you would know that just from playing the game is where i get annoyed not just having to learn patterns or just the mechanics of the boss 
Right, right. Because it's just like, oh, well, you got to do this and then this and then this and then this. And like, how would you ever figure this out? Yeah, never mind. Not, not going to bother. Um, yeah, but that's, yeah, those are, well, heck, that's my list. I'm sure I've missed something, but. I really only have, I feel like my problem with, like, the, the modern day, like, retro clones is a lot of them just miss the point. Like how? Like, um, oh, what was it? River City Girls, I think. Hmm. Which, Which is, is like, like a, a throwback for River City Ransom. Yeah, so I played mm-hmm. I played that and it like really just felt like it missed the point because there was like the stun lock stuff and the game's <laughs> difficult, but it felt like cheap difficult, like where enemies would just catch you and like animate like in like like they would not provide a way for you to clear rooms where the enemies couldn't get cheap shots in on you and and wear your health down. Or the or the or like the um the bosses wouldn't like insta recover and and you could like have just hit them and then get nailed before you even like recover from hitting them like once. Like I don't know, it just it just missed the mark for me. I can understand that. Oh, but there's a, there's one more I want to talk about though, is um so he actually was a big part of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but the Bloodstained Curse of the Moon side games that are designed like old Castlevania games, just with some um just with some different flair to them. Like you have you have a party and they each have their own skills, but it's in like that Castlevania mold of the original NES games. Those are very good retro platformer games. Okay. that's all i got (laughs) matt do you have any other you want to throw in no i guess no um i i own all the dark souls games i haven't played them i know we you didn't want to talk about them but i kind of i'm curious about them because people people talk them up so much like oh it's a really hard game but i don't having never played them like it's like i don't know what that means like it's not is it like ninja ninja gaiden hard where it's like I'm going to throw my controller in frustration or is it just like you need to really understand the, the enemy patterns? I don't it know. Out? Um, my understanding of dark souls is that dark souls was made as a reaction to people complaining that there were games that weren't hard anymore. Mm-hmm. Now how that plays out, I don't know. Um, but that, you know, that, that was what I understand was the, the drive behind it being made in the first place, which I don't know who's saying that, but you know, I, I guess good luck for you. I've played, I played the first one. I played Bloodborne, and I find them to be difficult, and I die a lot in them. But it's usually, it, Dark Souls especially, it's usually because you wandered somewhere you shouldn't. And I think a lot of the people, like I'm much, I'm a much more meticulous and like. I progress really slowly. I actually don't like playing with other players because everyone wants to like rush through everything and just spam attack over and over again. And I like to take my time and check every corner and approach everything cautiously. And so when I played Dark Souls, it was hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I did. I need to go back to it because I did, I just other stuff came up and I didn't beat it at the time. But my progression through it wasn't too bad because 
I think my overly cautious nature helps me not die as much. And I think, I think if you go into it with like a modern mentality of just like rushing through everything, you're going to get destroyed. Whereas if you're more cautious, I think, I think it is difficult, but it's difficult in the sense that there's repercussions for bad actions. And if you commit to an action, there's going to be an, there's going to be a time sink because of the animation that can cost you. And like, if you're overly aggressive, that's going to cost you and you have to think about what you're doing and everything is a danger to you. So it's difficult in that sense, but I think a lot of people really overstate the difficulty to a degree. Mm. That's what I'm, I was kind of wondering because people do hype it up so much and it's like, I haven't played them. Um, I intend to play them, but I, I, I didn't want a, a game where it's like, I'm going to get frustrated like easily and I'm not going to want to finish the game because mm. I don't need an easy difficulty, but I, I want, I at least want the experience of enjoying the game without it becoming prohibitively frustrating. But I feel like there's been a couple games and I can't remember off the top of my head where people are like, Oh, this is so difficult. And it's been like people that weren't really gamers in the NES era. And then I'm like, okay, like I'll try it. And then I played it and it wasn't that difficult. So like sometimes I've had to tell people in the past is like, look, I've been gaming since the early eighties. Like I, you know, I played Nintendo games back in the days. Is it that hard or is it like, you have to actually think about your actions before you do them difficult because like they're not the same thing to me. Well, I asked you like a, a, a while back, like, like what is it comparable to? Or And you almost, I think you even said like, Oh, it's kind of like Zelda breath of the wild, which is like, I, I don't think that game is hard at all, but it is a game that I will say, like, you you do have to, at least with some of the enemies or more fights you're getting yourself into, you do kind of have to strategize because if you are underpowered, you don't have a good armor, you don't have good um, weapons at the time, you you might die. Like, it's, so, it's, mm-hmm. it's comparable to me in, like, when you first get into the world, if you, like, run up to a mini-boss out in the world and you don't know what you're doing you're going to get your face smashed in. Or if you come mm. out of like that tutorial area and you run up to a moblin and you try and fight it, it's probably going to kill you. Like mm. like stuff like that where with Zelda, if you just rush in and start like stabbing at things, you're probably going to die. Even later in the game when you're stronger, like you really have to approach every fight and every enemy with some degree of respect in how you, in how you do it. Oh, yeah, like, some of the, um, I'll be honest, like, even, like, in the last, kind of the last area when you're about to take on Calamity Ganon, like, some of those uh, essentially selective fights, like, with the Lynels, like, I was like, no, fuck it, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna, (laughs) I don't wanna use all my weapons to to kill this, you know, selective mini-boss, just not something I was gonna do. No, like, because, I mean, like, because they're, I mean, I feel, I mean, and I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call Breath of the Wild difficult. Like, Dark Souls is more difficult, but I feel like Breath of the Wild, you have to respect the world you're in at all times or it will cost you. Mm. Because, like, you get better and you know how to, like, take out enemies, but, like, 
I mean, I, I don't know about you personally, but even like low level enemies from the early areas, like I still come in with my shield up. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just go charging in there and start slicing. Like I come in up on them. Like if I can take one or two out without, um, you know, engaging, if I can, you know, blow up a, a, a explosive barrel, I will like, I, you know, that's a game where I always take the shortcut instead of engage with enemies because because even if you even if you know you're gonna win easily like you could still get hit a couple times mm-hmm. and but i mean i don't i i but that's also a game where i don't get a lot of the complaints about it because a lot of people act like you never have weapons and i'm like but like i always had an abundance of weapons especially like when i started getting new weapons like even even after i'd just beaten a boss or two my inventory was always full of like fancy soldier swords and stuff. I think that's people just generally, they didn't like the concept that you had essentially breakable weapons, but that's, that was part of the the game mechanic. That was part of the charm of the game. And I, but we're we're, like the complaint about it where they're acting like they're going around with like sticks, like halfway through the game, like is just not true because you'd hit one red moon. You'd be like, okay, well I'm going to go hit this spot in this spot because I know that they had some good weapons. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like that's kind of what I'd compare it to just where you have to treat everything with respect. And sometimes, sometimes too with dark souls, like, Equipping the biggest, baddest armor isn't the best option for the game. And sometimes just running naked through a stage to the boss and avoiding everything is the best course of action. All right. Well, I, does that about wrap us up for this one, guys? I think so. All right. Well, everybody out there... um. Thank you for being with us for this one again. We've uh, <laughs> we've gone through a lot of stuff here, but um, did we leave anything out, or was there anything we talked about that you, you thought was or wasn't as hard? We would love to hear from you on our social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just you know, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up there. We do take requests, provided <laughs> we can reasonably obtain them. And so and give us um, give us up to depending on our recording cycle on that. You might see it within a week. You might see it within a month. It just depends on what's going on in our lives. And sometimes you might request it just after we double recorded or we might have a guest lined up or we might have some other stuff lined up. So it just depends. Like usually I will respond and try and give you a time frame based on what what's on our schedule currently. Yeah. So it's it's just going to kind of depend on what uh, what we're we're looking at, but we will get around to them. So with all of that being said, this is Shad here with Matt and Brad. We've been in three quarters. You're in the fourth, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>